0: In this episode of the Dads Making a Difference podcast, I'm having a conversation with Adrian Del Monte. Adrian is the head coach of Bedrock, a men's program designed to help men build consistency in their lives. In this conversation, Adrian is going to unload a ton of value to give you the exact steps, the exact questions, and the exact thought process that you can implement right now to build consistency in your life, so that you're staying on plan, reaching your goals, and getting to your positive end state. My conversation with Adrian Del Monte on the Dad's Making a Difference podcast starts right now. You are listening to the Dads Making a Difference podcast, the number one podcast for men driven to live a life of significance. Men who want to make a difference in the lives of their families, in their business, and in the world around them. My name is Cam Hall, founder of Fight the Dabot and leader of the Dads Making a Difference Mastermind. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now, let's dive in. Adrian Del Monte, welcome to the Dads Making a Difference podcast, brother. It's good to connect on here today.
1: Thanks, man. Uh, Sometimes when I've been on pods, the host does like uh, 90, even 90 seconds, like intro before, like, so you're just kind of sitting there awkwardly. So you got me in in the first six seconds. Well done.
0: No, it's good. (laughs) Actually, I realized that for, you know, for the first couple episodes, I realized that my guests were like sitting there awkwardly, like smiling because they know this is being recorded and not quite knowing. It's almost that you're standing in a party awkwardly. You don't know anyone. You're not quite sure where to put your hands. Like it's that type of scenario. So no, let's just dive right into it, man. I don't want to get into your story. I want to get into what you're working on right now. Uh, You and I had the privilege of meeting each other over the phone last night. And, (laughs) And for the guys in our community who are listening to this right now, you know how organized I am. I'm pretty protective of things that go on with dads making a difference, fight the doubt, bod, whatever have you. So you know that I spoke with Adrian last night. You know how jacked up I am to be recording this today because I normally wouldn't do that. So uh, yeah. yeah, excited to get into you, uh, your work, your story. We have some things in common, but Adrian, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Sure.
1: Thanks, Cam. Um, Thanks for having me. So what I do as an online coach is we help dads stay really consistent. This is kind of our our mantra. The name of our program is called Bedrock. And a lot of good dads like yourself and like the men in your community are, are great men. Like they're great dads. They have high goals for themselves, their families. And one thing that a lot of men struggle with is consistency. It's just one of those like they do well for a while, whether it be fitness, whether it be faith, whether it be uh, nutrition, whether it be engaged being off their phones for a while. And then old habits in fitness, we'd call it homeostasis, kind of sets back in. And so what we help men do in our program is stay consistent. I've been doing that work for a while, Cam. I'm also, and we can talk about this, it's kind of what brought you and I together. I have been a teacher for 16 years, though I have very recently, just this week, actually taken a leave of absence to pursue the business a little bit more uh, wholeheartedly. I live in Toronto, and uh, what else makes me me? I have a wonderful wife, Amy, and uh, three sons
0: three sons, three amazing sons that keep you on your feet. Uh, (laughs) Congratulations on taking the step to take a leave. So many of us and so many men listening to this have been presented with an opportunity at one point in their life where they can make a decision to do something that maybe feels a little bit risky to follow their passion. And I'm guilty of this guys. I know this, you know my story, but who sit there and they're like, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this, but you did it. You took you took the leave. You're you're stepping away from a school for the first September in 16 years, which I'm yep. sure is like an interesting feeling in your gut. You know, being an educator myself for 17 years, I know the routine of it and how hard it is to break those routines that we're going to talk about routine. We're going to talk about consistency, but how hard it is to break the things that we've conditioned ourselves to be prepared for. And yeah. to do something else that maybe is unfamiliar. So congratulations to you and your family, your amazing family, and your wife who's going through her own educational journey. Well, now. my wife, my wife,
1: um, my wife's a therapist. Yeah. And so, you know, what's interesting about forming new patterns and rhythms and habits, sometimes, Cam, they happen cold turkey, mm. right? Like, you know, you hear of someone who smoked for 30 years and then one day goes cold turkey. Yeah. I think often, Forming new habits is a process. It's not like a one day. I, I think that's why a lot of people give up on on forming new patterns is that yeah. they're they're like this is the last time I'll ever fill in the blank whatever that thing that's bad habit is and then you do the thing again <laughs> you, you, you do it again, again right yeah. you're gonna do it again like you're gonna eat the Oreos again or you're gonna miss a workout again or you're gonna stay up too late again and I think where you see the most consistent men is the comeback is quick mm. right they 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 make the mistake but then they come back quick and then you know maybe they go a little longer then they make the mistake again and then they come back quick again and so as i'm looking at my own separation from teaching i, I don't necessarily see the world differently the same eyes i see the world through last week are the same ones i'll see through next week yep. but over time i will grow into this new identity i I'll always be a teacher in my core. That's like what I am. If you asked me not what I do, but what I am, I'd say I'm a teacher. But forming the new identity of becoming a coach will take some time. I think that's what when people try to form new habits, it's a struggle sometimes because they want to just like do a different thing immediately and now. And that's not how it works. It just takes time. It takes time to form what I would say is a new identity, right? Like you're forming a whole new way of, of, of living. And that does take some time. So I don't know if necessarily I'll be, you know, it'll be a little, it'll be different in September, but I think me not being in that routine will take, might take months, yeah. might take years to sort of get used to, used to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You said a couple of things there and I don't, don't want to, I might interrupt you in this conversation, but uh, it's only because I want to dig into something that you said, and you just said three things that I want to circle back to. First, you said the comeback is quick. And when we talk about the comeback being quick, it's being open to making changes, recognizing what's happening, and then returning to the plan that's in place. Now, for I'm guessing through Bedrock, uh, from what I've you know read into it, looked into the work that you're doing, uh, you and your brother Vince, having that comeback to be quick is work. It just doesn't happen naturally. There are some things that yeah. have to be. You're, you need to be surrounded by. You have to have prepared. How do we set ourselves up for men as men? As fathers, as husbands, to make the comeback quick.
1: Well, you know, um, I'd highly recommend if guys are, you know, as an English teacher, I'll probably drop a lot of books. I think I think that's a habit that a lot that men should embrace. Read five pages a day. That aside, the first book that I would recommend is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And James Clear says, Oh, you got it over there. I can see it actually. Uh James Clear says, We don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. Hmm. And so, how do you make a comeback quick? You have to have systems in place. Let's give an easy one. You need a brotherhood around you, some form of accountability can be a paid group, can be a church group, can be like your buddy down the street who you meet for workouts. If you miss Monday's workout, let's use this as an example. You missed Monday's workout and your buddy, you stood your buddy up. The likelihood that you'll stand him up on Wednesday is low, right? You've put a system in place your friend's disappointment, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And also yeah. it's super, another system in places like how enjoyable it is to work out with another person. Mm-hmm. So you've put that system in place so that when you do fall down, that's a system. Mm-hmm. Another, I would say easy system is the food you buy, right? So if you, if you think about this, odds are you are going to eat carbs. Let, let's say bad carbs, like donuts. There's great carbs, right? There, I eat lots of carbs, but like, you know just pointless carbs if you bring them into the house. <laughs> so yeah. what's the system? You need to not bring them into the house. That's a huge one. Another one a lot of guys in our group talk about, they want to be stronger in their faith. Here's a system. Let's say you came down in the morning and your intention was to read your Bible and you didn't do it. A system you put in place the next morning or before you go to bed, open your Bible on your desk to where you're going to be reading and or your, your kitchen table and you just leave it there right? And so that's another system. And so what you're essentially doing, and James Clear talks about this a lot, you're you're associating or you're trying to create um, things that are going to make it really, really difficult for you to make consistently bad choices, right? So whether it's the Bible laid out, your friend waiting at the gym, an empty pantry, those systems are going to allow you to come back way quicker than if, look, if, if you if you miss a workout and you don't have the system of your accountability, friend, you will miss the next one. Odds yeah. are you might miss the third one and then you spiral. Right. And then it's two months, two months turns into 20 pounds. And then you're like, oh, my God, like I'll just start fresh in January. And, and that's how it can spiral if you don't have those systems in place. Which I
0: think leads into my next question for you, because. All three of those things you just said, systems in place, the food you buy, a practice that you put in place, and you follow a plan and prepare in advance, like all those things are super impactful in your journey. And you dropped the word grow. And on this podcast, that's like a landmine. I I can't get past it. I am committed to growth. I'm fascinated by how we grow. And you said you grow into an identity over time. I can't help but think that these things that you just shared with us to make this comeback quick play a huge role in someone's own personal growth. And we talk about physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, intellectual, professional growth. That implements into all of this, does it not? Mm.
1: I I think growth, the best definition of growth I've ever heard is moving from here to there. Huh. That's, that's my definition of growth, moving from here to there. So, you know, I was a runner. I grew up as a competitive runner. And we always talked about personal bests. That was always the goal. You you always talked about a personal best. Because, Cam, if, if I'm on a soccer team and, you know, we're playing a bad team, I could probably slack, you know, and I wouldn't grow. Like I could just, you know, my teammates might take it, the other team's weak, et cetera, et cetera. And so growth is moving from wherever you are right now, closer to the end destination that you have for yourself. But I think what happens for a lot of guys they don't grow because they haven't taken the time to envision what there looks like. Like what does the there actually look like in our group? We call it the positive end state. Like what's the vision of the person you have for yourself? I'm going to give you a silly example. I'm wearing a hat right now, but if I didn't, you'd see that I'm a bald man and I have some scruff on my face. When I was going bald. Actually, it started in grade 10 and I had a ton of insecurity about, you know, I was a competitive swimmer as well. So my dad thinks it was the chlorine, but as I started going bald, teenagers are mean <laughs> they're, or they're clueless, right? And so guys would make comments with my thinning hair and my hair kept going thin. And then I was also, I only see out of one eye. So I was really insecure about my eye. I would hate looking at cameras and I just like, I never liked how I looked in pictures, still something I'm working through at age 40. And then one day, man, I saw a picture of Jason Statham, you know, like, uh, you know, Jason Statham, like, uh, from the Italian job and the expendables. And he was this like ripped bald man (laughs) with some facial hair. And I started like, this is, you know, now into my thirties. I started envisioning myself as like this super confident bald man. And I started working out like I was a super confident superhero like Jason Statham. So I have like pictures. I've done presentations of me shirtless in the gym with my shaved head and then a picture of Jason Statham (laughs) beside me. Because what I started envisioning for myself was this like strong, uh, a confident man who who when he walked into the gym wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm not really an athlete. I don't really belong. I just started envisioning myself as this, not Jason Statham, but the confidence that Jason Statham exuded. And that became kind of like how I embraced a lot of the things I was insecure about. So then every time I went to the gym or every time I looked at a camera, I sort of envisioned myself as this strong, confident man. And, you know, to come back to your question, I think I think we were answering the question that to me was growth, but I had to have this vision of like, where do I want to get to? And to me, actually seeing that image, it was like, oh, okay, that's what I want to exude. Then the other piece I would add to that, you've talked about plan a few times. I think that a great question men should ask themselves every few hours (laughs) is, is this the plan? Ask yourself the question. So if if my end state is this strong, confident man who looks into the camera with, you know, and and is physically strong, has a lot of muscles, is able to lead his family well. If that's the end state, when I ask myself throughout the day, is this the plan that's going to get me there? So Mm -hmm. use an example. When I'm up late, I let my wife go to bed without me, and I sit on the couch and I'm doom scrolling on my phone or watching some nonsense is this the plan? Is this the plan that will make me more like that end state that I've envisioned? When, when I wake up late in the morning, when I like hit the snooze three times, is this the plan? Like, is this the plan that's going to get me to that end state? Mm -hmm. And so I think growth involves two things, a vision of where you want to be. And then asking yourself daily are the things I'm doing right now. Are those the things that are going to get me there? And you can apply this to everything. Like, you can apply it to the food you eat. You can apply it to the tone you use with your with your with your spouse. You can apply it everywhere. You can ask yourself, "Is this the plan that is going to get me there?" But it's a two part thing: envision the end state, and then stick to a plan. I love it. Long winded answer, Hey, eh? Holy smoke! Sorry about no, it's, that. It's, it's fantastic
0: <laughs> because you everything you're you're sharing right now is extremely valuable, and I hope that the guys listening to this aren't just like. they might be at the gym, they might be driving and it's background noise. This is not background noise. Like this is spoken truth right now from two men who are passionate about your growth if you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you're seeing my notes here. I don't know how you're doing this while you're talking, but you mentioned growth. And then you talked about having a vision. What does there look like? Talked about envisioning yourself as this strong, bold, confident man which ties me back to the third thing I wanted to say. You mentioned identity and growing into a specific identity. And I, as you were talking, I'm like, man, identity plays right into this vision and this plan yeah. of like, who do you want to be? Can yeah. you speak to the importance of identity when it comes to yeah. being a strong husband and father?
1: Two simple words that, that my coach, Ryan, talks about a lot. Uh, sorry, three words. I've, been, I've stopped being an English teacher for a few minutes and I've lost the ability to count. Act as if. Act as if. Okay. So let's say your end state might not be Jason Statham. Your end state might be, you know, a mentor in your church, a really wise man, and you're pursuing the identity of a wise man. Mm -hmm. So I would ask myself when I'm acting, act as if I'm a wise man. I find it easier to actually associate an individual with it. Like, I have a spiritual mentor. I I, I I know who that person is. And so when I'm trying to become a more spiritual man, I say to myself, am I acting as if I could say spiritual man, but I like to actually say his name to myself, hmm. act as if act as if act as if you're a athlete yeah. act as if you're a happy father <laughs> act as if you're a great teacher. Act as if, and I think over time, you know, Aristotle's got this great quote. uh, What does he say? Excellence is a habit. We are what we repeatedly do. Uh, Yeah, I think it's, we are what we repeatedly do. Act as if, so if I wake up early, that's a huge part. It's one of our daily disciplines. Wake up early, wake up early, or wake up when you said you would wake up. I am acting as if I'm a disciplined man. Act as if I'm a disciplined man. So once I become a disciplined man, then that discipline translates into everything I do. It's not just about waking up early. I've acted as if I'm a disciplined man. And then over time, I become a disciplined man. I can apply that to my nutrition camp. I can apply that to my marriage. Like when my wife triggers me and I want to say something, well, I've acted as if I'm a disciplined man. So my identity becomes disciplined man. And then I I act. Now, then I don't have to act as if I'm a disciplined man. (laughs) Then, then I am a disciplined man. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love it. Hey, guys, I wanted to take a moment and talk about our community of DMD brothers in the DMD Mastermind. We are men who help each other to stay focused and intentional in our pursuits of personal, professional, physical, financial, emotional, and spiritual growth. We are a community of men who bring courage, wisdom, and transparency to unfiltered conversations that challenge us to be more impactful men, to be dads making a difference. We do this through our online and in-person events where men come together to speak into each other's lives and then turn around and do the deep work to create change in their families, in their businesses, and in the community around them. If you are wondering if this community might be right for you, you can find more information on the DMD Mastermind. And you can also book a call directly with me at dmdmastermind.com. Now let's get back to our show. Yeah, I love it. And I love that you, you said, act as if I'm a wise man. And you like to associate a certain person with that. And I think the way you presented that is very different than comparison. Because guys will say, "Well, I don't want to. Com- I don't want to live in comparison to others because it's unhealthy, and I don't want to. I have to be my own person." And guys will make. Ex- I'm going to be honest. Guys will make excuses to why they're not moving forward in their life, why they're not moving towards that ideal end state, that positive end state. And what you're saying, "Act as if I'm a wise man," is not saying I'm going to compare myself to this person that I see externally. What you're saying is. I see myself as that person, I am going to end that, end up
1: there, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can say, guys who say like, well, no, you shouldn't compare. It is an excuse because I believe that comparison is the mother of clarity. My pastor used to say that. Comparison mm-hmm. is the mother of clarity. When I can, you, I don't mean like unhealthy comparison, like you beat yeah. yourself up about it. But when Cam, if you and I worked out, Yeah. I would learn from you. I would look at not just what you were lifting and how much you were lifting. I would look at how you were lifting it. Mm-hmm. And then I would, now you you could either be like, well, Cam's been at this longer than me. He's a coach, blah, blah, blah. Or I could say, wow, look how he's like really activating. Look how he's really activating his biceps in that lift. Holy smokes. I'm not activating that way in my my lifts. I am going to do better because by standing next to you, you become a mirror for me. And then I become better. Comparison is a wonderful thing as long as you're selective. I think the danger in comparison is when people like, you know, I find myself sometimes scrolling fitness influencer pages yeah. and they're all jacked, right? Yeah. And I'm in good shape, but I'm not, I don't have 10 abs. I only have four. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. right. And so in that type of comparison, I have to say to myself, I, I talk myself through it. This guy doesn't have kids, single guy, works out all day. My bet—he's on tr. He's probably on something, um, or he's 20 years old and he's got genetics on his side. And so I have to actually censor what things I'm going to let myself be compared to. But mm-hmm. if I'm around the guys in our group, yeah. we're all trying to rise, raise each other up, right? Uh, uh, rising tides raise all ships. And so if you're willing to sort, you know, get into community with guys who are aspiring to higher levels. You can either be intimidated by them or you can let them raise you up. And a simple example would be the gym. When I'm in the gym and I'm like, I'm always looking around. I'm always looking around to see if I'm the hardest worker. Constantly, I'm looking around. And that's not negative. That's not me being driven by ego. It's just me giving myself like a, a check to be like, okay, okay, wow, look at that guy. Okay, look at that guy. All right, I'm going to work like that guy. I'm not like, oh, that guy probably doesn't have like any kids in the gym uh, yeah. in, in that situation. I let myself be raised up in other situations, especially social media. I'm very selective in what I expose myself to.
0: Yeah. And that's healthy. I love that you said activation and selfishly. I love conversations on this podcast. I love being able to have these one-to-ones with people who come on as our guests to like yourself to, you know, who, who've done amazing things. You know, who are driven individuals and are succeeding and excelling in certain areas of life. And selfishly, it's my hope that the guys listening to this right now are comparing, like they're comparing themselves to that guest in their lifestyle and maybe their story that they can relate to. And I love that you said activation because they'll see things in each person, whether they're watching on YouTube or hear things in each person's story where they say, wow, they were able to build a really thriving relationship with their wife
1: by activating this small thing. And I can do that.
0: I can do that. And it's yeah, but, one thing.
1: You know what, man? I, I think it's really important as we're talking about this that men understand that they do have to be clear about their own journey, so to speak. Mm. So if you go to my yeah. Instagram page, you know, my pinned photo is my most jacked photo, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what you put there. And and if a guy were to look at that, he might get those intimidated feelings, be like. Oh like oh man how did he do that? He's got three kids. How did he's really ripped. But what a man needs to understand is a photo like that cam was taken when I was at the very end of a cut. I'm tanned. I have a photographer. Um it's it's the most lean I've ever been, probably even a little unhealthily lean like at that point. But that was the that was the plan that I was following at that point in my life. And I think sometimes what kills consistency and growth is we're on a good plan. We have a good plan for ourselves. And then we see somebody else in mm. a different stage and we don't have the context of, of like how did they get there? Like I don't look like that right now because I'm right now I'm in the middle of a, of, of a bulk. So I don't look like that right now. And if a guy were to look at that, he might hijack his own journey, his own growth, his own progress because he'd let this comparison uh, derail him. So as much as I think comparison does raise you up. You also have to be making sure you're sticking to your plan. Like what's the plan you're on? You might be on week six of a 24 week cycle. Stick to it. Like stay on that plan, stay on your plan because you've got this vision of, of where you want to be. I think men are too quick. Like I I get a lot of guys when we talk to them. I'm like, what's your workout program? They're like, well, you know, I just see like a real and I do that. I'm like, okay, you're not going to make progress because it's like, You're kind of doing it a bit and then you're jumping off when you feel like it. And so I think coming back to this idea of having a good, solid plan and then working your plan is really, really important for men to become consistent.
0: Man, that's so good. Like, don't let someone else's persona that you see, results that you see, you can compare in a way that drives you so you can activate
1: things in your life that will benefit, but don't let it hijack. Yeah. Here's a great example, right? Like, like, let's go back to the gym again. We we were very quickly going through that. Let's go through the gym. Let's say I'm yeah, supposed yeah. to be doing 10 to 12 reps. Yeah. And I see the ripped guy across the gym. I don't know, maybe he's doing one rep max. And I might look over at him. And I could say to myself in that moment. Okay, what I can take from this man right now is I could push a little harder on these 12 reps. I could could do that. I'm probably not. He just woke me up so I can go a little harder on these 10 to 12 reps. But what you don't want to do is say like, man, I need to be doing one rep max training too, because that guy's doing that because that's the unhealthy part. And it's not sticking to the plan that you're on. So Hmm. it's a new, it's a nuance, right, Cam? It's not, we're we're not saying don't compare. We're also not saying leave your plan. We're kind of saying stick to your plan. And then as you look around at others, how could you enhance your plan a little bit more?
0: Yeah. You know it gets yeah. me? And it's because maybe, and I'm, I'm being realistic, like there's a reason that I've coached men in Fight the Dab, but it's because I have been able to be the guy in the gym that people will come to ask questions, look and say, oh, wow, what's he doing? Like, But where it gets me and where I get hijacked, and I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that you'll doom scroll and compare, is I will see these guys who are super ripped, super fit, pretty driven. I'm like, okay, I get that. But at the same time, I like, he's dancing with his kids in the kitchen and they're having a great time and he's wrestling in the backyard and they're doing these things. I'm like, man, I want that. Like, I want that. And then I'm like, hold up a second. Like everything that I'm seeing there is the best moments of to be put out there to inspire people. I have that. All it yeah. takes is, following the plan activating these little things in my day to day i love getting up early that's <laughs> such a yeah. hard thing for me but i love yeah. getting up early cuz it's changed my perspective on the importance of the day but i get i i find myself on the flip side like the relationship with kids side the doing things with my family being present not on my device while i'm telling my son to get off his nintendo switch you know all those types of things
1: yeah you know you know what's hard is is um what's hard is is our generation of dads. Now you've met my dad. I had yeah. a dad who was ahead awesome. of his time. I did have a dad who was ahead of his time. My father was, you know, he was a pastor. So he, he didn't, he worked in the evenings and the weekends more. So I had a father who was very, very, very present. Like he was around, but my dad's a bit of an exception to that, his generation. And so our generation of dads, Cam, I actually think, we had a, we had um, Isaac Tolpin on our pod the other day, and he was talking about the dads today. We, we can't keep doing the kind of thinking that we saw modeled for us. Right. We have to rethink what the future is going to look like, because for many of us, we didn't have great dads. Uh, you know, my my dad's dad, my dad was an NCAA. Uh, uh, he got a full ride um, as a runner. His father watched him run exactly one race in his entire life. That was that general, And there was nothing wrong with that yep. in the 70s. There was nothing wrong with that. Yep. that he, he was working. He was an immigrant from Italy. He had to work. That's what he actually did. My father was a huge step forward, I suppose. Now, like every dad today or many dads today are trying to be an ex- exceptional dad. And, and I think it's actually causing a lot of confusion for men. Mm. Because they've never seen it modeled, right? Mm-hmm. They've never seen it modeled for them. They, they, we just didn't get it, and so I think a lot of dads need to, Cam, have some grace for themselves. Yep. My my pastor always says, "Grace is good for everyone, including you, Adrian." Right? <laughs> he says, right? Because <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I, I'm always like, let's grow, let's go, let's do the next thing. Yeah. And yeah. so I think dads need to. Again, this is why I think it's important. Is there a vision of a dad that you're trying to pursue? Mm. Let's say, certainly not the guy you see on Instagram because you don't know his context. That right. just might be like snips and clips. Yeah, yeah. But is there a dad who you're trying to pursue? Pursue that guy. Pursue mm. that guy. And then when you mess up and you're going to raise your voice at your kid, and you're gonna you're gonna yell at your kids to stop yelling. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. I, yeah, I yeah. do this all. The, stop stop yell. yelling! You
0: know?
1: <laughs> right. And then when that happens, we go right back to the start of our conversation. Yeah. You come back to your systems, right? Yeah. You you come back to your men. You say, guys, I, this this is like a more of a Christian podcast. So I won't swear. <laughs> you know, we're, you know, we're men of faith, so I don't want to swear. But I effed it up again. I effed it up again. I need to uh, just let you guys know that they're gonna help you get yourself back in place so you apologize the next morning and get right back on it. You know what I'm saying? And so I do think everything we've been talking about cam just reminds me it's so important for men to have a clear vision and then just like work that plan, just stick on the plan. And when you mess up, that's okay. Part of the plan is probably a man who comes back quick. So you just come back quick, come back quick the next day.
0: I love it. Is this the plan? Right. And ask yourself that
1: yeah. all the time, all the time when you're, when you're, I don't know, when you're texting, when you're driving on the way home from work, is this the plan? Mm-hmm. When you're at a barbecue and you've had one beer and that was your limit and you go for a second one, is this the plan? My wife's a therapist. She would say, ask the question curiously. Mm. Is this the plan? Like, is this, is this the plan? Is this the plan, Cam? Is this, is this the plan? Is this, is this the plan? And y- you might sometimes say, yes, this is the plan. The plan right now is actually for me to have the second beer because we're celebrating something, yeah. right? Or you, when you sleep in, is this the plan? Yeah, this is the plan because I told my wife we'd have a little extra intimacy this morning in bed. Yeah. Sometimes when you ask, is this the plan? The answer is, hell yeah. And then enjoy it. You know that what you're doing is going to get you where you want to go.
0: I'm always curious. I ask, this is the only question I ask everybody that's the same. And because you've talked about vision, you've talked about your definition of growth. And, and I love, is, is this the plan? I'm going to ask my, that myself that I'm going, (laughs) when I'm not asking myself that I'm going to ask myself, is is this the plan? Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm programming myself to do this right now. Uh, and ask the question curiously. That's so important. We could do a whole nother thing on
1: that. Otherwise, otherwise the inner voice cam gets critical. The inner voice is like, then you're, then you're asking it and, you know, maybe we should have said this up front. Um, you know, otherwise the voice sounds like, is this the plan? And, and yeah. that's not how I mean it. The this question is more phrased as like, is this the plan? And when you ask it that way, it provokes action.
0: Curious, not critical, provoke action. Mm. Guys, you, I hope you're writing this down right now. If you're not, <laughs> if you're working out, you're going to put down that set of weights and you're going to put this in your in the notes. A- in
1: unless file. the plan is to finish the set, then do not put down <laughs> the weights. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Adrian, you know, right now you're embarking on a new season in your life. You've taken this leave. You're, you know, stepping out and man, you're pursuing this. And it's so exciting to see. What is an area of growth as a father or as a husband that you're excited about right now?
1: For myself? Mm -hmm. The hardest part of being an online fitness coach is the social media. It's the hardest part. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, 16 months ago, I remember it was the day before or uh, the week before we kind of launched. We had no social media, and we were at one of my brother's like uh, mastermind events. Yeah. My brother helps fitness coaches, and uh, one of his speakers, he's a guy from um, I think from Norway. He's got he's got a thick accent, and he Frank. said, oh, "Yeah, yeah, Frank, you know Frank. Hey. All all your content must be real." He said something like that. And I turned to my wife, we were in the audience, and I said, See, we're gonna be okay because we're real people. Like we're real people. Now, Frank had said real, like like an Instagram Reals. real, or he had said <laughs> Cam, I kid you not, I had never heard the word real before. I'd never, i never, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. So when I look at 16 months later, we've made some progress. Our podcast continues to grow, and that's in conjunction with our social media. For me, I have to remember to always measure backwards. Like I I want to get better at the social media stuff. And so I'm excited to grow to answer your question. And I love this concept of always measuring backwards. Comes from a book called The Gap and the Gain. Because 16 months ago, I didn't know what a friggin' reel was. (laughs) And now I make them daily, right? So when I guess what I'm excited about is to just continue who knows 16 months from now mate who knows where i'll be like that's that to me is exciting and i think back on that i think back on that day and i actually said to my wife we're going to be okay because we're real people and then to where we've come today that we're not blowing it away on our social media but from where i started i absolutely am excited about where we'll go from here yeah
0: well this yeah. is what i appreciate about you Adrian you are real like you are real. Like this is you. Man. With an A. With an A. Not two A's. Yeah. With
1: an <laughs> I still can't believe I said that, man. No, said to, yeah. I said to Amy. Oh, and she was like, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, we what, both thought the a, same thing.
0: But what a beautiful statement. What a beautiful statement for you to say to your wife, we are going to be okay because we're real people. And the acknowledgement in that, knowing that you just needed to be you and follow your plan and your path mm-hmm. and you were going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Man, I love it. So cool. Adrian, you are a real person, but if people want to see the reels, where can they connect with you? Where can can they learn more about Bedrock and the the work that you're doing?
1: Yeah, we're mostly active on Instagram. So men of Bedrock on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Facebook as well. It's um, delmonte.adrian on Facebook or just search my name. But the place that if you really want to dig in a little bit, we air an episode every Monday, a podcast episode on the Vince Del Monte podcast. So if you search Vince Del Monte, that's my brother's name, Vince Del Monte. And we've had some great guests and sometimes we go solo. And uh, the Monday episode, I think, is always really good for busy dads, dads who want to be more consistent, good, solid men uh, who want to lead their families in health, fitness, and faith. Um, so those are some places you could find us. I love it.
0: Adrian. Thank you so much for being here, speaking with us today. I'm going to take a lot of this to heart and I'm going to get to work. I appreciate you. Thank you. And I wish you all the best as you head into this new season. Thanks, Cam. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Dad's Making a Difference podcast. I hope you found value in today's show. And if it made a positive impact on you, please share it with someone you know, leave a five-star review, and subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. And if you are a father listening to this right now who is driven to build a life of significance, to truly make a difference in the life of your family, in your business, and in the community around you, go to dmdmastermind.com to learn more about the Dad's Making a Difference Mastermind. mastermind group for fathers that provides men with the skills the connections the accountability the proven steps and the brotherhood to truly become a dad making a difference i'm cam hall thank you for spending time with me today and i will see you on the next episode of the dmd podcast